Yeah, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right, but hey, you know that, uh, you know that expression, like some things don't mix, like uh, oil and water don't mix, like that? Yeah. I found two more things that don't mix. Chairs with wheels and hardwood floors. <laughs> yeah, r right on my ass. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, we'll make it. All right, cheers. Thanks. Hey, uh, whew, interesting morning for me. How about you? Welcome to a beautiful July the 21st here in downtown St. Catharines at Fiddler's Poor House. We are going inside for season three, episode 28 of Niagara 411 Live, fueled by Gale's Gas Bars, powered by WeStream. We are also supported by Performance Heating and Air, as well as Verge Insurance Group, located right here in Niagara as well. Now, this hot weather we're having, these heat waves and, and all the rest of it that's going on around the world, is it weather? Or is it climate? Is there a difference? We'll find out on the show today with Scott Sutherland, meteorologist of the Weather Network, as well as other guests that I'm sure you'll find interesting here at Fiddler's Poor House. We're going to go inside and uh, where it's nice and cool. I hope you're someplace a little bit crispy today. Now, crispy can mean two things. It can be hot and crispy or it can be cool. And uh, Well, anyway, hope you're comfortable. My name is Lee Sterry. We are going to be with you in uh, just a little bit. We have also Angel Herndor. Remember the fire back in March, Herndor Estate Winery? Uh, we were all shocked uh, by this and saddened by it as well. Things are getting back into gear. Things are ramping up. And after all of these months, we have a bit of an update for you. And it's all, it's all good news. So Angel Herndor is going to be joining us also just, uh, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes from now. All right, so it is season three. It is episode 28 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry, and we'll check back with you in about 30 seconds. All right. Hello, hello, hello. I just have one more little, uh, one more little plug-in to do here, and uh, we'll be ready to go. Hey, how are you? Uh, as I said, season three, episode 28 already. Man, the summer is flying by. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Jack on the right-hand portion of your screen, co-founder of WeStream, Canada's premier streaming network, as well as executive producer of Ye Old Programming here at uh, Niagara 411. Also, uh, we want to acknowledge uh, Nick at Niagara 411, the uh, creator and uh, maintainer of all that is Niagara 411. It's a pleasure to partner with him on uh, content and other things here in the live edition of Niagara 411. So it's always a pleasure. I cannot uh, forget to say hello to Nick's mom because uh, she is a stalwart in, uh, in supporting this program absolutely appreciate anybody and everybody that uh, spends time with us on a on a weekly basis again gales performance heating and air and uh, verge insurance group thank you for being here kevin uh the premier story as it always is when things like this happen is weather 
Uh, people pay attention to the weather almost more than they pay attention to their own families. It's just something that is, is, is part of the vernacular. We learned that way back in the radio days, and it hasn't changed one iota. When there is weather on people's minds, it becomes the lead story of the day, and it has been the lead story of the day for uh, quite a number of days now. The stories that we've been um, hearing about from the UK setting record temperatures, uh, closing some airports or at least one airport because the runway was melting. Um, that's pretty. That's that's pretty extreme. Uh, Portugal is suffering record temperatures, forest fires all over the place. Not that Portugal has huge forests, but they are still, uh, and that kind of proves the point. What forests they do have are um, are burning. For, uh, I think they might have them under control, but it's, you never really know. Spain uh, also suffering. So, um, and France, you know, the, the whole mainstream Europe geography is hot. We are hot. And every time these happen, every time these things happen, the debate is always brisk on, pardon the pun, uh, on whether it actually is climate change that is calling, uh, causing this, and uh, a lot of the scientists, the scientists people will say that it is. Then again, the uh, the anti-climate change people, of which I am not one, I, I I admit I am not an anti-climate change person. I believe it is a, a real thing. However, there are arguments to the contrary that say, okay, wait a minute. Uh, yes, UK is setting some some temperature records considering what they've had since they began keeping records many years ago. But this is far from the hottest day. Our, our latest days of heat here in Niagara, Ontario, other places in Canada, uh, even Toronto was the hottest place in Canada the other day, but it didn't set any records. And maybe the last record is 30 years ago or what? So, so, so the anti-climate change people will say, hey, we had hotter days than this long before we started talking about climate change. We're having some hot weather and you're saying it's climate change? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but it's not just the hot weather, Lee. It's the mood swings with yeah. Mother Nature. This is it. I mean, scorching, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday here in Niagara, and then trees down all over Pelham. I know. So that's kind of what I want to talk to Scott Sutherland about, and I kind of know what he's going to say. But Scott, as I said, a meteorologist with uh, the Weather Network as well as its science writer. So uh, we're going to talk heat, climate change uh, versus weather. And we'll try to get him to describe the difference because weather and climate change are not the same. I know it's kind of a, it, it's kind of, um, it's kind of a splitting, uh, splitted hair to try to figure out how it works. But anyway, Scott's going to be coming up after, uh, after 12. 30 today. And Kevin, you were, um, you said you were in the Pelham area. Well, first of all, you don't live too far from what we refer to as Pelham. But um, we also have a lady coming on that took some cool shots and videos of, of the storm, the raging storm that went through there. Yeah, so I drove all the way down Effingham, you know, from St. Catharines all the way down to Weber. Yeah. And it was amazing because as you got close to Highway 20 and then through to, uh, to, Oh, gosh, and, uh, to Canborough, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, trees were felled everywhere. Yeah, it's and like something went through there. You go five minutes south of there into Welland, and everything's fine. You don't see a branch down or right. anything. But right through that 
that corridor of of Pelham and into Font Hill and what have you. I mean, just trees down everywhere. And uh, Stacy Hayward's here, and she posted this morning on uh, on Niagara Four One One. Awesome, Stacy. Hi, how are you? Welcome to the program. I'm good. How are you? I'm super. So. What time was it that you, and it's, it looked like your family was out taking pictures or videos or something? It was myself and my son. Okay, you and your son. And what time yeah. was that? Um, he showed up at my door probably about 11 o'clock. I was watching Stranger Things. I was home by myself. <laughs> and all and of a sudden, else. he comes flying through my door. Okay. And he's like, Mom, we got to go. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why did he, why did he say it that way? Um, because he had driven home from Hamilton and the weather there, he, he said it followed him home. Like he, he felt like the storm had followed him home okay. and at one point he parked under an underpass. It, it got that bad. So the sky was green. Um, this was coming home. Like I said, it was probably somewhere between Hamilton and Pelham. And then when he got into Pelham, he saw the damage. And then I live just on um, the north side. Like, I'm, I'm almost right on the cusp of Welland and Pelham. Okay. Or Font Hill, I guess it would be. Right. And yeah, okay. uh, we're, we're kind of into storm chasing a little bit. And he said, he's like, let's go. He's like, grab your camera, let's go. So that, that, uh, this, is, so this is something that is, would be of interest to you anyway. Yeah. Okay. Now, what was your experience? Uh, now we could see the pictures, but what were you th what were you thinking while you were walking around through this area? What was going through your mind? Um, to be honest, it was a little bit surreal because, you know, I'd, I'd heard some thunder just before he came in the door, and I checked the radar and I saw purple, and I was just about to start making some phone calls, and like I said, he came flying through the door. So. When we first left Welland and we went down Cataract Road, there was nothing. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, just give me a minute. So we got out to Highway 20 and turned left to go north, like more towards, um, I guess, the north side of Pelham. Yeah, so you were and obviously sudden, driving at the time. I wasn't driving. He was driving. No, but you were in a car. Yeah, yeah. 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 So... Um, we started driving and then all of a sudden you slowly start to see a few branches like like smaller branches and you start to see some leaves and I was like okay and then we got to the corner of I want to say South Pelham and Highway 20 right. and going up the hill there where the park is down got it down the hill yeah and all of a sudden it was chaos like I probably used some expletives in some <laughs> of the videos that I posted um, I had never seen anything like it. Like there were just trees down everywhere and wires and it was black. Like all of a sudden I went, where did the lights go? I didn't even realize that we had gone from light to dark. Now, did you um, do any, did you do any research or, or follow up with like say Environment Canada or whatever to see if uh, the Pelham area that you were looking at had been officially designated as a, like a, a tornado possible or like, cause it seems like a very extreme event. It, I haven't yet. I do plan to. Um, okay. I do run my own business, so I've been busy this morning. Um, but I do plan to at some time today because something happened. I mean, I don't know what it was, if it was in fact a tornado or derecho or whatever they call them yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um, but it, it was so, like, and, and I think somebody else had said, like, the damage got so bad, in, and especially near um, Effingham mm -hmm. and Canborough Road and whatnot, and then it was so bad, and then you would turn a corner, and then there was nothing. And then you'd also have, you yeah. probably saw in some like, photos and videos, 
you had this tree completely uprooted, which blew my mind, and rape, and it had gone through a car and almost hit a motorcycle. Wow. Missed the house, thankfully. But right beside it was one of those basketball nets that you fill with water so it stays up. Yeah, yeah. And it was standing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like highly unusual. Yeah, it was really, like, it was really surreal. Like, I, I so didn't have my So it is almost like, it, it is, it, it, the way you're describing it, it's like something, maybe not a tornado, but maybe just a, a powerful wind of some sort, did sort of yeah. carve a path. Something carved a path through that area last night. It was crazy. Like, I, it, it was weird because you didn't know what to expect right. every time you turn a new corner. Fascinating. Fascinating. So, um, as you continue to find out more, because I know you're going you're gonna to dig more, keep us in the loop on this on Niagara 411, will you? So that I will. We, yeah, so, so that we can uh, follow the trail. It's fascinating. So how long have you and your son been uh, sort of uh, amateur uh, storm chasers, if you will? Um, probably him longer than I. It's uh, been a few years. When he was a kid, he was obsessed with the uh, movie Twister, um, as our whole family is. Um, but yeah, when the weather starts to look, you know, like it might be getting somewhere, he, he'll usually go out first and... Sometimes I'll go out with them, but usually it ends up to be a dud. But uh, last <laughs> night was definitely not a Fat, dud. And no, I, I fascinating. <laughs> One surreal moment was it was it was storming really bad still at one point. But then we looked up, and in between the clouds, you could see clear sky and stars. That's, so weird. That's that's awesome. So, you guys run toward the storm, not away from it. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Stacy, oh yeah, your business. Um, we wanted to mention this. You said you run a business of your own, and we just posted your uh, your your listing on our page here, just so you know. Stacy's Creations Photography. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that a little bit. Um, so the photos and videos last night are not with my professional equipment. Um, I literally just grabbed my cell phone and ran. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been doing um, photography now officially in the Niagara area for 15 years. I specialize in newborns and weddings. Uh, right. I do a little bit of other stuff in between families and even pets and things like that. But I'm known mostly for my newborn work and my photography work, or um, I'm sorry, my uh, wedding work. That's wonderful. So. Um that's one of the industries that has really evolved, uh, changed, morphed, whatever word you want to use, since the digital age. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've known professional photographers that, you know, did the old uh, darkroom thing and the, you know, the, the old-fashioned development, etc. But it's a whole different sack of hammers now. And you wonder how, how but I guess photography is still a healthy business. It, it is. Um, it's definitely evolved. I came in basically just as we were going from um, the the olden days of the dark rooms and whatever yeah. to um, the digital. And yeah, it it evolved. It has evolved quickly. It's still evolving quickly. Um, my camera now is four years old, I think, which is considered ancient. Um, <laughs> So, but uh, yeah, I try to keep up as best I can. But uh, yeah, the business business has been good. COVID hit it pretty hard. Um, get, can I get your um, explanation of something or your impression of something? Because this is your industry in particular is one that continues to keep me interested in in its evolution. In that, right now, or 
let's flash back to the days when uh, photojournalists were uh, were winning uh, uh, Pulitzers for their pictures at, um, in overseas wars and things like that. Um, and those were the days before people could do a lot of editing. I mean, you had to you had to frame the shot and point the shot and use the light and all the rest of it. And the shot you took was the shot you got. Right. Now, you can make the shot you took into any kind of shot at all. So where is the skill now, or the art form, if you will, compared to those days? Um, I guess... I guess it's kind of like, it depends on what type of photography you're doing. I mean, for me, with weddings and newborns, I want to keep it as real as possible. So I don't do a ton of editing. Um, there's people out there that specialize in doing the, you know, they take a simple photo and then they work for hours on it to manipulate it in a way that they yeah. want it yeah. to be viewed. And even manipulating um, backgrounds and colors. Yeah, and oh, 100%. And I'm not going to say, like, I haven't done that, because with some of my newborn work specifically, I do change out a background, you know, for one or two shots. But right. those are, like, I wouldn't say anomalies. They're, they're just, they're, that's not how I base my work on. Like, my work is more based on the baby, you know, sleeping in, on the yeah. blanket that I photographed them on. Um, you know, I'm going to do some color adjustment, things like that, um, if necessary, some lighting adjustment. But generally, I want that baby to look like that baby. I want that baby to look... <laughs> well, that's good. You know, good. Um, and even with weddings, you know, I'll throw I'll throw a, cool, a couple of cool, you know, creative um, edits in there. But again, it really just depends on what your um, business philosophy is, um, as well as what your clients are looking right. for. And... My clients, I think, come to me because I don't do a whole ton of editing to my photos. Stacy Hayward, thank you for joining us uh, and um, and bringing us up to date with your experiences uh, in that in that storm. And again, keep us keep us posted on that, will you? Because I yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to look into that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, take care. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Yeah, and that's the exact area that I was in this morning, Lee. She was saying that was what was hardest hit, like Effingham, right there through the Highway 20 and uh, down into Cambro, that corridor, I mean, just big trees. You're talking, you know, four or five foot diameter trunks. When you think of that, it's it's a bit like a valley area, isn't it? Like, because there's, like, there's indentations there. Perhaps it's just something like it became a wind tunnel through that area. But I mean, what do I know? I'm not, I don't know nothing about nothing about weather, so. Um, interesting, interesting story. Now we're awaiting um, Angel Herndon to join us on the program back on March the 26th of this year we were all shocked uh, by the fact that we heard that there was a fire raging at Herndon Estate uh, Family Estate Winery and um, you don't expect anything like this ever to happen I guess you don't expect a fire to happen anywhere but the, uh, the, the Herndon Estate uh, uh, Winery is just always been there and so you never you never think about something almost taking it down now it is still there we do have an update for you coming up angel herndor is going to be joining us to uh, to bring you that update and there are some old shots that you see right now of that uh, some archival footage of the barn that was uh, was burning
Yeah, and just terrible. I happened to drive by um, earlier this week, Lee, to, to take a look and was there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're back up and they're running. And we're going to talk to Angel here in just a second. Uh, Angel, if you can hear us, if you could just turn your phone sideways. Right now you're actually showing like you're laying on the beach. You're showing up the wrong way. There we go. That's good. <laughs> I know. So, uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's get Angel on here. With Maybe the, uh, she is lying on the beach, Kevin. And yeah, here we go. Let's get uh, let's get Angel on and we can uh, we can find out what's going on. Hi, Angel. How are you? I'm okay. Yourself? I'm terrific. Thank you. And uh, again, um, we go. Uh, our, our hearts go out to you and your family for what you've been through for the last six months or so, or March, April, May, June, July, five months, I guess, since since that uh, terrible day on, on March the 26th. But we have... Almost 16 weeks. Uh, pardon? Only 16 weeks this weekend. Yeah, 16 weeks. Um, where are we now? Now, I know it to, first of all, let me do this. Let's walk back and remind us, uh, because almost all of us are familiar with your beautiful estate and the winery and the retail store, etc. Remind us exactly where it started, how it spread, and what you lost. How's that? Oh, that was a difficult night. Um, the entire structure that was originated back to 1867 caught fire at approximately 10 p.m. on March 26th. Now, was this the barn? The original barn, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, it did stop at our firewall, but we lost our original barn in its entirety. Okay. So at 10 o'clock at night, um, my phone was off. I had workers literally breaking down my door to get me, and I was there in about three minutes. Okay. And I arrived, and all I, you could not see from the smoke. It was, you could not see the hands in front of you. Um, I managed to get inside the building to go save my bird, and I got uh, stopped about halfway and uh, my husband pulled me out. So we got back outside, we drove around, and that's when I literally saw the flames. And it started in the second story um, of the Victoria room of it in a bridal suite. There was really nothing in that room um, that could have caused this. And it traveled south, it knocked out the great big stone uh, stained glass window, and wow. then fire department had showed up after that point and they were battling a battle that was just too big. And there are still outstanding conversations being held, but it's safe for me to say, I hope, that you were informed that there was no foul play expected. That is, that is correct? correct. That is correct. Um, we were in the building up until 7.30 that evening. We had a retirement party for uh, Penny, which has been my coordinator for 20 years. Nice. We shut it up. I locked it, uh, just like I did for the last 30 years. And in two and a half hours, I we don't know what happened, but there was no foul play. Well, that, that at least has to make you feel a little bit, or give you some peace of mind that there was nothing intentional behind this. Yes, but the herd is still the same. Yeah, of course. Okay, now, let's flash forward to today. 
what have what have you done to restore or have you done anything to restore where you are what's happening now bring us up to date with Herndur Estate Winery so we have cleaned up the site um, it was unbelievable the amount of stuff that oh. was in this five-story barn we lost our offices our accounting office we lost our cold storage room that had all the ice wine we lost the retail store, two banquet facilities, and three floors of stuff. Wow. So it um, there was nothing left. Even my safe wasn't safe. Oh it was, my. Everything is gone. All my backup. We have literally lost every piece of everything. So that meant all um, of your all of your plans and calendars and things with your uh, with your upcoming events and everything gone. Yes. I did have a room in the back that we use for inside ceremonies. I am trying to work with the city and fire department on getting that up because they still have eight weddings this year that do not want to go anywhere else. So it's going to be in the Luna Lounge. We did our first event two weeks ago with a special occasion permit from the couple. Yeah. And last weekend we opened our retail store. So Oh, congratulations. Thank you. As hard as it's been this past 15 weeks when we opened, seeing the smiles on people's faces, having them come back to our establishment, honestly, my heart smiled for the first time. Now, you, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. We're just open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in that we have a new trailer for a store. It's about 12 by 40. Our patios are still licensed. So we're going to be open for retail and for wine by the glass, by the bottle. We had live entertainment out last weekend, and we're just trying to find a new normal. Oh, that's, that's, that is so, so good to hear. Now, about your wine growing and, uh, and making facilities, were any of those damaged, or has the whole wine making and grape growing process continued as it was? the grapes are completely fine the firewall is what stopped the fire unfortunately we did lose the cooler that had all our ice wine in it oh that's and horrible on the other side there was one two three probably six to eight ginormous tanks that are starting to leak because of the heat all the right. rest is completely fine our warehouses these are the production. these are the stainless the steel tanks one of the rooms yes yeah but all the rest of them are completely fine so um just to touch on on something we're not going to go into depth with at all uh this saga uh, is far from over i mean your family still has a lot of uh, a lot of discussions and a lot of processes and a lot of things yet to go through before you can say that you've put this to bed, correct? We are going to be rebuilding next year. Okay. Um, as everybody knows, it takes a lot of time to go through your architects, to go through the cities, to get your demolition permits, never mind your building permits. Right, yeah. And then winter is going to be upon us. It will be. Sadly. Yeah. So hopefully, um, unfortunately, the original walls from the historic barn has to come down. Will you be so, able? To, will you be able to salvage any of the just just for 
I guess, nostalgia's sake. The wood from it, is any of it left undamaged enough that you can use it? The wood is gone. No? The wood's gone. The stone walls and our silo. The stone walls have to come down, but we're going to chisel around, take that stone that isn't strong enough as a supporting wall, and we're going to build something with it. Either being a bar or the bottom of the new construction. Awesome. We feel that we need to keep the heritage of whatever we can. Well, I guess that was kind of the point of my question, and I think that's a wonderful thing. as sort of a monument to what was. Yes. And we have one crumpled ice wine tank that is now going to be a piece of art. <laughs> I was going to say, make, make it into a planter or something important. Yeah, absolutely. The firefighters said that our driveway was the nicest smelling driveway with all that ice wine drizzling down. I can kind of laugh about it right now. Yeah, I was going to say, that's some um, small consolation. I'm trying to find some humor. Yeah. Um, it's hard, well, but... We spoke, we spoke, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but we did speak very shortly after the fire. You, you graced us with uh, our pleasure. We had someone on from... You know what, Angel, I remember at the time is you had some oh, posts you out said there. That you, yeah, you said you couldn't come on. And there were some very heartfelt posts about, um, about right. having to contact uh, family that were down in Florida and how devastated the entire family was. Right. And you Florida. breaking the news to your parents and just... Yes. Man, the, the entire community of Niagara, our hearts bled for you. That's where I, that's, that's where I was going wrong because we, we sort of spoke off the air, etc., to such a point that I almost feel like we actually did speak at that time. And I realized now, uh, as Kevin set me straight, that, yes. uh, yeah, the upheaval was just too great to, to do anything the, back then. Um, My parents were in Florida when this happened. Yeah. They were going to come home in a couple more weeks. And when the fire happened, I yelled at my brother, don't call mom and dad. And he says, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to. Right. But as I was across the street, I saw a text come in from an aunt that was in Florida. And I thought, oh, no. So unfortunately, I had to call because that's not news that should come from anybody else. Absolutely. So, Angel, um, before, we, before we go, there's, um, there's a beautiful shot of the... Uh, yeah, what, present what, day. Yeah, what we got up there exactly is present day. You mentioned the trailer. Can you talk a little bit about? We got a picture up there from your Facebook page, uh, Angel, and just talk about you know the flowers the, are beautiful. We see the silo in the background, and that's where you know that beautiful patio was. Is the patio still operational for people that come by this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Of course, you mentioned Absolutely. that uh, that temporary retail outlet there. That's the trailer yes. that we're showing. Can you tell people what to expect this weekend? It is a retail store. You can do wine flights, you can buy wine by the glass, wine by the bottle. Our patios are still fully licensed. And we also have picnic tables that are gonna go out near the vineyard. That's gonna be by the glass. Beautiful. Two licenses. And the Monday to Thursday, uh, seven days a week inside Harvest Barn St. Catharines across from the hospital is our another retail store that handles all of our wine. So even when we are closed this whole entire time, People have been going there and supporting us and buying online. Like right. our heart on the outpour of the whole community literally has been the only thing sometimes that has gotten me through the day of the encouragement, 
the love that I feel. And when I post, it is me. And it literally comes from my heart. So sorry about any grammatical because I'm no, talking. No, how no, no, not at all. Uh, and, and it's good that communities do that. Now, I'm going to ask you a question that might seem like it's in poor taste. But I'm going to ask it anyway in, in, all, in, in, all, uh, in all humility. Now, uh, how, how many acres of grapes do you have on the, on the property? That particular property is 43 hectares. Okay, 43 hectares. Okay, so uh, what varietals are in those 43 hectares? Do you know? Do you remember all of them? Uh, well, we have several properties. On that particular one, we have Vidal, Riesling, Baco. Um, we planted new rhubarb for our fruit wines. Cool. All I right. think there's some Cab Franc, some Cab Sauv. Some... Ooh, that, okay, now, in particular, in particular with the Reds, let me ask you this question, uh, and it's not meant to be uh, disrespectful, but when you have the amount of smoke that was in the air for as long as that smoke was around affecting the terroir of your property, does the winemaker, do you feel as a family that any of this uh, and any of the effects from the fire will uh, will affect the wines because just about anything can affect how grapes evolve and flavors evolve and fermenting happens etc this was March so they would have been just getting ready to bud maybe about that time oh, um, no, not yet not not yet no it was still snowing there was still it, it was snowed March 26th Okay, the 27th I they would have, and 28th I, it snowed. Yeah, no, I, I remember distinctly. My I, wife went to yeah, the uh, okay. went to the show on Saturday. Probably left around yeah. four thirty, five o'clock, and then there we were. You know, I woke her up yeah. out of bed to say, okay. "Leanne, you're at Herndon's earlier today." And now, now so take anyway, a look. we go back to the question: Will the smoke have any effect at all no. on the flavor of those grapes? Um, no. The winemaker, which is actually uh, Angela Casamos. Okay. Um, no. The fire was traveling east and east only. It never went through the vineyards and oh, they weren't even okay. in the process of budding. I mean, I bet you yeah. the roots were still kind of frozen. Okay. So at this I point they, I, in time, yeah. we have absolutely no issues. Now the past winter has had a lot of kill to the grapes. That was worse than the fire. Uh, in what way? What, because of the cold? the winter was bad i mean all over niagara and and then I heard some that, yeah. has not been very kind to us this past winter yeah okay um i just i just thought uh pardon the horrible pun that it might have added ni a, a nice maybe extra smokiness to the franc or the cabernet sauvignon you never know but yeah. you know what stay tuned i'll ask angela once uh this goes but at this point we are not concerned about it the smoke didn't even really go that way. Right. Okay. Uh, well, listen, uh, I'm so pleased that you're, you're coming back from this. I knew you would, but uh, I realize it has not been an easy journey. So, Angel, uh, to you and your family, uh, we still feel for you. We are so pleased to hear that you're going to be rebuilding. Uh, and that is not going to be an easy journey no. either. No, but uh, I wasn't sure at first what was going to happen until my dad came home 
And this was his vision. He spent over 30 years perfecting this barn that we lost in about two to three hours. And he just said, the journey's not over. I conquered what I needed to, and we're building again. Excellent. And away we go, chapter two. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, and keep us posted on how you're doing. We are glad you're back open for operation. What are your hours this weekend, by the way? Fridays and Saturdays are 11 to 6, okay. and Sundays are 11 to 5. Awesome. Angel, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate everything that uh, you've been going through over the last 16 weeks or so. And we'll, we'll talk to you. Thank you to you and the entire community. Because like I said, the love and support from everybody literally has made a huge difference on our family, like from the bottom of our hearts. Well, I'm sure I speak for everybody when I say we're glad we could be of some service anyway. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Isn't that funny, Kevin? Because I could have sworn and then and now I remember clearly the conversation that you and I had prior to the show uh, the day after the a couple of days after the fire and the fact that said uh, yeah we'd like to talk to you but it's just too raw right now yeah and it yeah. really was and um, you, you could see in those Facebook posts I remember I'm remembering 16 weeks ago and just how heartfelt it was and telling the story of having to call her parents as, as she shared with us there but oh, um, yeah. it's so great to see you know it whether you're uh, whether you're born and raised in Niagara or you're new to Niagara it doesn't take you long to figure out that uh, we are entrenched in the wine industry and so oh, many families sure. are involved in the wine industry and when you get something like that and her family name is on the business you know that it goes back generations yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and and it's great that that she is letting us know that Niagara, you have given us all a great big hug, and it is felt by by Angel and everybody over at Herndor's. So, Absolutely. You know, if you're looking for a bottle, if you're going on a tour this weekend, make sure to stop by. You know, they're open, which he said, 11 to 6, Friday, Saturday, 11 to 5 on Sunday. Yep. I want to take just a moment to, again, thank our sponsors for this Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry program here on Niagara 411 uh, Facebook post. Uh, thanks to Nick, of course, at... Uh, at the home, uh, the mothership of Niagara 411, to Gales Gas Bars Limited, our premier sponsor, fueling this program now for quite some time, and we hope it continues long into the, the future. Um, as our as our title sponsor, Gales, we appreciate we appreciate your support, as always. Uh, Niagara's um, rainbow registered company, and one of the few, Carlo and Performance Heating and Air also for being a longtime sponsor. Just keep uh, hanging in with us. And uh, I think it's almost time for a conversation with Carlo, is it not, Kevin, at uh, some point in the near future? Uh, assuming he has enough time while uh, in between fixing people's air conditioners. <laughs> uh, and uh, to Verge Insurance Group, um, thank you also so much. Another born and bred Niagara company serving Niagara for many years. Okay, now we talked about this earlier in the program. We are going through yet another what you might refer to as a weather event. Joining us uh, from, um, uh, from the Weather Network is Scott Sutherland. He is uh, a meteorologist and a science writer for that organization. We haven't talked to Scott in a while, although, Scott, I could think of something every week. Like, I could make people so tired of seeing that face of yours 
because there's something every week in your areas of expertise that's worth talking about. You must lead a very interesting life, professionally, I mean. Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, probably the best job I've ever had of being able to just... I mean, I'm, I'm delivering a, a, a important service for, for news and such, but I mean, I, I geek out about this stuff all the time, so um, writing about the James Webb Space Telescope and, and, well, and uh, balloon, the moon missions and so forth, that's just that, like all the, that's my all, dream. Ever since they launched, I, I, have, I have been so close to reaching out for my cell phone to, to text you or talk to you or, or whatever since this whole build-up to the James Webb um, launch that I thought, like, if I talked to you every time I wanted to talk to you, you wouldn't be talking to anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much stuff. But yeah. let's, let's, yeah. Let's, let's draw back to what we're going through right now. And, yeah, yeah. The, and this, finally, I could not resist the temptation to reach out to you when, when England, uh, Portugal, Spain... Uh, to some degree, France and other areas in Europe, and predominantly the UK, uh, yeah. was raising the red flags, etc., as to the incredible heat events that they have been having over there. With, uh, I mean, airports being closed because of uh, tarmacs melting and yeah. and things of of that nature, unprecedented events. Uh, or are they unprecedented events? So then I think about our weather. Uh, right. hot, hot, humid weather is not unusual for southern Ontario or, or Canada. And then, it, to me, it became a debate between weather and climate. Right. And so many people do not understand, first of all, the difference between weather and climate. Right. Could we start there? Yeah. Um... Basically, uh, well, weather is obviously just the the minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day change of you know temperature, humidity, wind, precipitation, clouds, all of that. Um, the science of the moment. Right. Climate is the long term averaging of all those weather records. So um, most agencies like the like um, Canada or the Canadian. Um, uh, environment, environmental, and climate change—they—they uh, they use a 30-year standard. So they take, you know, all the temperature records for Montreal, for Toronto, for Niagara, and they—they they average it over 30 years, and then that is the standard that they use to compare to. Okay. So it goes back to now to you know, 1990 is the is what the standard is for. Um, most of the major climate agencies around the world do the same thing right um, but what we're seeing now is that the more recent weather is getting much more severe more and more extreme than there has been in the past temperatures are on the rise globally so that's the climate on change average. right that's the climate change it's due to global warming due to the uh, release of uh, greenhouse gases into the atmosphere by fossil fuel burning over the past 150 years or so, the, so the the, um, the the naysayers will right. 
but we hear on radio and television newscasts, etc., all the time on the so-called right. traditional media. Uh, well, we're we're going to hit uh, 38 degrees Celsius today. It'll feel like 42, but it's not a record. That was set in uh, in 1967. Uh, right. Now we're talking about weather. Right. Um, so, now that's... so so the, so the naysayers. Sorry, Scott, to interrupt you. So the naysayers will say. Well, hey, uh, if we got 38 degrees today and it feels like 42 and we got a lot of humidity and people are saying, oh, climate change, the boogeyman, uh, why was it hotter than this in the 1960s? That's what the naysayers always throw up there as an anti-climate change conversation. Right. So, Well, in the, in the past, um, these, those kind of temperatures were reached and they were significant records because they were so rare. Um, so the 40 degrees in in Britain, the UK and London, I don't know, I'm not sure that they've ever reached that. They may, they may have in the past, I can't remember, but that, uh, if they have, it was extremely rare. Now it's like they, they push against that record and they push against it and they push it against it year after year. You know, there might be a couple of years of a break, but if these records are being challenged on a more regular basis and then once in a while they'll just as a norm it's a seemingly normal weather event right pushes it up against that extreme uh temperature record from from way back so yes if we do do that where we say well this record beats one back in the 1960s back in the 1940s but at that point it was severe extreme weather like this was unprecedented at the time now it's like well we've been We've been hovering around that record for like a, like a decade, mm-hmm. and it finally blipped up top because of an extreme weather event. Right. So you have to look not only just at the temperature records, but at everything also that is very close to that record as well, because we're seeing a lot more of that. Yeah. So, and and to me, this is this is what makes the the climate change uh, scientists. And, and um, I guess prognosticators so frustrated is trying to convince people that climate change is real. Yeah. Because there are these little anomalies that pop up in history that somebody can point to as saying, well, if climate change is real today, and this is why we're doing this, why did we have that then? And I mean, it must make uh, people just want to tear their hair out because they're, we're talking apples and oranges. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's more about, when we, when we talk about it, it really should be more about how often we are seeing these events mm. and really how extreme they are. Like, fine, London reached 40 degrees uh, at Heathrow, um, but what was the temperatures the day before that, the day before that, the day after that, the day after that? Yes. How long was this th- was this heat wave, and exactly how extreme did it get, and how widespread it was? So let's that's, not- the, that's part of it is that the climate change is changing weather, making it more extreme. Right. So when we look at it, like the a heat wave, uh, we've had heat waves in the past. We've had heat waves decades ago. Of course. We've had heat waves 100 years ago. But the thing is, is now they are last, they are more extreme with more long-lasting temperatures, higher overnight temperatures, making them more dangerous to us because we can't, therm- we can't regulate our heat without air conditioning. And if you're in a 
country that doesn't have a lot of that, like the UK, um, yeah. that's that's life threatening. And then the, the duration of it, because the climate change slows down and changes weather patterns. So if you slow down the jet stream, that's going to lock in that high pressure system over UK for a week right. instead of a day. Yeah. Which the, the temperatures keep building and building and building until something can finally shove that weather pattern off. To so, the again, so again, uh, yeah. hot, humid weather in Ontario mm-hmm. uh, is not unusual. It's, a, no. it, it, it's an annual event that we experience yeah. in, in the summertime. And um, I know that sometimes the the so-called uh, that we uh, used to be a part of the so-called mainstream media, uh, and maybe even industries such as yourselves with heat warnings and weather warnings and blah 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 blah, and then like envi- I don't think Environment Canada has, and I know this is not your organization, but I don't think I don't think Environment Canada has found one day that they couldn't find something to warn us about. It does seem that way. Yes, uh, that's the thing. Is that like how, like how many times, like a neon how sign? How many events are we dealing with? You know, like yeah. How many hail? How many extreme hail events are we seeing? How many it's hot and flooding events are we seeing? It's hot and humid in Ontario. What a surprise! But how hot and how humid? Yeah. How long? Now uh, I don't that's know. I don't know whether you were watching the earlier part of the program or not. But we experienced a weather event here in Niagara in the Pelham region, Pelham, mm. Fawn Hill, Welland sort of, um, I guess, conflux where it comes. And, right. um, and it, the damage was different than anywhere else in, in the region. Trees were down, um, like all kinds of things were different. And we were just conjecturing earlier that maybe something, maybe not a tornado or whatever, but something mm-hmm. sort of carved a path or a swath through a particular uh, geographical area in a place called Pelham. So, what do you think? Like, what happens in these situations? I know you don't know that one specifically, but right. Uh, but in general, I mean, Niagara is in a very unique position. It's it's mashed between two different large bodies of water, uh, which impacts your weather. Um, in that case, there was a very powerful storm track moving through, a stor- like a squall line. Okay. That was impacting, I mean, I think it hit everywhere except Toronto, because Toronto's uh, weird that way. Uh, but uh, when, that, when that storm passed over Niagara, it could have been influenced by the onshore winds from both lakes, sort of pressing together and causing a bit more uplift in those storms and a bit more energy mm-hmm. um, it could have it could have been something very local that way i mean it could have just been because as the storms track along the conditions change and the storm can gather strength or can lose strength so it may have just been a natural progression of the storm but it could have been local wind pattern impacts like that like a, a lake breeze they call it the, the lake breeze effects how do guys like how do guys like you or organizations like yours um research or debrief an event like this? What, because I'm sure somebody somewhere uh, in your organization is sort of looking into this, what happened? Well, um, it takes uh, like like direct eyes on site afterwards um, to do a damage assessment. Um, It's like the Northern Tornadoes Project, which is run out of the uh, the University of uh, Western Ontario. Mm -hmm. Um, They're 
they're an awesome program. Um, they basically, they, their goal is to catalog every tornado in Canada. And that's like from ones that happen in the most populated to the least populated areas. Okay. So that we can get a full accounting of what's going on with tornadoes in Canada. Um, and their, uh, their plan is to, once the storm has happened, they, they will send representatives out to that area. I mean, they collect all the, the social media uh, information right. as, the, as, the, as it's happening in, in the aftermath, but then they want people to go out to these locations, use drone technology, their own eyes, uh, to take um, like photographs, see the damage for themselves, how bad was it, and so forth. What was the direction of it? Was it, was it like a, something that was obviously spinning, creating right. a tornado? Or was it straight line? Was it a downburst where the, just, the winds just rocket down towards the surface and spread outward? So it's a pretty it sophisticated analysis. Line. Yeah, so they, so they look at everything from all angles that they can, get all the information, and then they assess what, what happened here. Was it now, a tornado? Will they do what, that in this, will, will they do that in this event? I would imagine if there was significant damage, they would. I mean, they would want to catalog exactly what it was. Even if it wasn't a tornado, they would want to know what happened there. Because yes. that's the, their goal is to, is to give us more information about these weather events right. to protect us in the future, basically. Okay, um, so going, going forward um, short, short term, yeah. what, are your, uh, what are your oracles uh, tell you? is going to happen in places like um, Europe and the hard-hit places that uh, don't usually have. Southern Ontario, as I said, we're used to hot, humid stuff. We've got air conditioning. We've got all kinds of things. Uh, I, I don't think there is an air conditioner even sold in Spain. I don't think anybody has ever paid any attention to air oh. conditioning. But, yeah. but, but, but then the UK, etc., have, have, um, have they got a long-term problem uh, on their hands. Well, I guess we all have a long-term problem on our hands. But yeah, uh, yeah. and in in the short in in the short go, is this uh, hot bubble going to burst and we get back to normal? Or I don't know how I'm asking this question. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I think I got you. I, I think you um, kind of know where I'm going. Yeah, uh, I was actually just reading uh, this morning that the, the the World Meteorological Organization, the one that sort of um, it's the sort of over um, organization that coordinates things between the, the smaller nation, right. uh, national uh, organizations. They were saying that this heat wave, uh, I mean, this is two days ago that they said it, but it'll probably persist throughout the rest of this week, at least. This week, okay. Which, yeah, and that's, and um, so that's the thing is, what, we're, what they're waiting for is for some cold, cold weather pattern to push that, to push that heat out off to the east. That's what they. That's what they need right now. But when so that they happens, need something, some sort of forecast, some, some something to happen in the up, like the upper levels of the atmosphere to just sh shove that, shove that entire weather that and they hot can't weather see, pattern. And they out can't of the see way. that coming. They can't predict. They can't see that. They like, can. They can. But it's. I mean, they're. It'll. It'll change. Uh, you know, on a daily basis, the, the minuscule parts of the forecast. But okay. right now, they can say that, that yes, that it will move on, but it's probably going to persist through the through the end of this week at the very least. All right. Um, and then it's just a matter of how quickly does it move out. Let um, me ask you. When let these, me... when these. No, go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, it's just when these high pressure systems. We we've, we've experienced this ourselves here. There's a blocking high, they call it, um, an omega block. When these. When these high pressure systems 
set into place, it's very difficult to dislodge them. They're very stubborn uh, patterns uh, because anything, it's like trying to, it's trying to roll a boulder up a hill, basically. You're trying to shove this thing out of the way. Hence the term it's high pressure. Resistant. Yeah, it's very resistant to that, um, to that, that push. So if that sort of pattern develops, it sticks around for a while. And it, whatever, whatever conditions it's, de it's um, delivering to the area will just get worse and worse until it's finally able to clear the way and, and, and get out of the way. So Now when that event itself happens, does that not present an opportunity also for some sort of extreme weather event? It, it could be. It depends. Um, I mean, this could it could just it could just push away very quietly, which it would be nice because if it's something like we have we've had here the past few times, like yeah. the derecho and last yesterday's storms, where that was a that was a hot, humid air mass being shoved out of the way by a cold um, a cold front, right. a cold weather front. So. If that sort of thing happens to the UK, and in the after the weekend, um, it that that could cut that flooding, you know, uh, extreme right. lightning, extreme powerful rains hail, and all that. Pow yeah, powerful yeah. rains. Okay, so, Scott. Before I let you go, though, yeah, um, and, and I don't want to keep you too long, I, but I do. I I would be remiss <laughs> if I didn't get your sort of overall impression so far of the James Webb expedition. What's, uh, right. what are you thinking so far? Uh, I'm, it's even better than I expected. I, I did, that's the thing is, I, I mean, we've seen what Hubble can deliver. Right. And it's, it's given us some amazing views of the universe, but, and they gave us at least a few, like, hints, like they took Hubble imagery and then digitally altered it to say this is kind of what we think that James Webb will give us as the as the upgrade right <clears throat> but I don't think that the, I think those things fell short of, 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 of showing us what it really would be like because what they showed us like on last Tuesday <coughs> was was incredible I mean the fact that they just took this 12-hour image of that tiny little sand grain-sized section of space from our perspective and showed thousands of galaxies going back billions of years like the thousands the, the, of galaxies going back billions of years yeah. in a in a in a grain of sand sized section of space in just less than 12 hours of, of imagery like Hubble took these similar types of deep space images in it's like it's days. unfathomable. It's just unfathomable. It is. It is. And like I mean, I guess like I've when I I, I recorded a video for the Women Network um, about the James Webb Space Telescope, talking to Kim McDonald about it, and I mentioned how <clears throat> Webb is going to show us um, more about the things we know about. And it's even going to show us things that we didn't even know we didn't know about. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. Right? <clears throat> yeah, and that's the thing is, that I, I, it amazes me what this thing is going, what this one telescope is probably going to show us. Well, thank you. I know we'll have an opportunity to talk about it again, Scott Sutherland. Yeah. Thank you. Um, topics that um, 
people can wax philosophic about all day long, but weather versus climate is is, is so huge uh, in our future that uh, I know we'll be talking about it again. Uh, a pleasure to re be, be reconnected. Uh, check in any time, okay, if you think it's important? Yeah, will do. All right, man. Definitely. Thanks, Great. Scott. Later. Bye. Uh, meteorologist and science writer with the Weather Network. If you go on the Weather Network, you can find his articles. He's a, a phenomenal researcher and, uh, and, and writer of things scientific in outer space. Um, we've had kind of a, an... You may see them filing out the front door. We've had an interesting group of folks in here today. They are um, students of Brock University here in St. Catharines from sort of all corners of our our province and country and world etc so and they're on a bit of a they're on a bit of a an orientation tour of uh, of the area of Niagara and Fiddler's Poorhouse happened to be their spot where they were no it was obviously this show Lee oh, so now, far reaching no, oh, I'm, I'm sure geez, all of them I'm said not, I'm not going to be that, that cheesy. That Lee and Kevin show, we just got to go down there and see That's it That's right. Person. I forgot. They came here just to see Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That's why they were here. And you know what, Lee? Uh, you can <laughs> you can too. Look at these. Uh, two beautiful seats available for you right there. Yeah, they're the right, in the, right in the window. Now, the only reason the only reason we don't have the uh, that beautiful big garage door window open for you to sort of uh, enjoy the outdoors is because it's so damn hot. And... Uh, and, and we have the air conditioning on in the restaurant for you to make it uber comfortable uh, for you here. So thank you to all of the, uh, the Brock kids for coming in and, uh, and spending some time with us here at Fiddler's Poor House, who I thank again for, uh, for hosting us uh, every week and carving a little bit of space here for us. Kevin, there's so much going on with, uh, with, with science and weather and stuff. And it's like, oh, my gosh. I know yeah. when I'm talking with uh, talking with Scott, I'll make your your head explode, right? Oh, I mean, he will. just knows. Yeah, he knows so That's much. That's why I don't talk to him too often because I just I I just feel like I'm gonna spin off into the Netherlands somewhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's the debate, and you're right. Every time people see like record high temperatures, it's climate change. Well, yeah, it's not climate change. We've had hot days before. Yes, we have. But I'm not. But, I'm not a denier. There's absolutely something to it, and year over year, we continue to see these parts of the world that are having uh, record highs. And I mean, if it's a record, then it's hotter than it's ever been. I'm, Although yeah. we've only been keeping track of it for a hundred, hundred and fifty years, years so. or whatever. And and I'm not a denier no, ever. No. The 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 images that truly cause me pause are not what's going on in the UK right now, or not what's going on in. Canada or here. I mean, we have hot, humid weather in Niagara. Big deal. Um, but it's when you see giant chunks of the ice shelf sliding into the Arctic and Antarctic oceans um, that has never happened in the life of the planet. Those are the things that cause me some... Uh, and I'm not a, I'm not scientific enough to know why, but it does it does cause me some concern when I see um, like the polar bear communities sort of isolated on on land uh, chunks and things. There's something going on, and, and I don't. But I don't know. I you weren't, don't know you weren't a little mesmerized by the weather activities last night in Niagara. I mean, let's look. Here's some of the submissions on Niagara Falls. Yeah, that that lightning in the clouds, and then seeing the devastation yeah. through a. 
through Pelham this morning. It's just, I mean, look at these photos. And here we go, thanks to Francis and Jasmine. Right. And these are right here. I don't know if you stuck your head out the uh, the door or the window last night, Lee, to see all of the kind of sheet lightning that was going on. And it was I didn't. Just, it uh, was so active. I so didn't. Active. I heard. Uh, I heard the. I heard the booms. I saw the flashes, sort of peripherally, but I didn't actually go out and watch. Now that was that's a spectacular shot, of that fork, that fork lightning. It's just oh my I mean, god! Look at the color of that sky, Lee. Yeah. I mean, these are not professional photogs, right? These are. These are just no. amateurs, you know, shooting with their cell phones and submitting to Niagara Falls. I mean, that, I mean this, that's violent weather. I used to love... This was going on for hours last night. I used to love it uh, when uh, I grew up sort of out in the country. There were no street lights or anything. And when a big thunderstorm hit, my sister and I would sit in the front hall and look through the, like, the storm door in the front, pardon the pun, uh, of the house and the power would always go out where we lived we never were able to keep power for very long uh and we'd sit there and just watch watch the pyrotechnics that were going on in the sky and it was absolutely fascinating i just absolutely loved it and it was a lot of fun until our house got hit by lightning that wasn't so much fun look at this it was lee last night i had to go out to a shopper's late was so this you right, taking this? No, this is not me taking this. Okay. But the uh, the cleaning crew at the shoppers over on Fourth, right? Uh, were sticking their head out the front door just to look at the uh, you know the lightning kind yeah. of dance and illuminate the sky last night. It was something to it was something remarkable. I mean, here you go, fo photos by Kyle Jeffrey. It is. It is. Look at that. That's that's fascinating. So when I was talking. Uh, when I was talking earlier to Stacy Hayward about the, sort of their uh, amateur storm chasers, I thought, well, like the movie Wizard of Oz must be something like a holy film for them, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's be like the holy. If they worship Twister, I mean, the Wizard of Oz is going to be. All right, Lee, do you want to hear my uh, my Wizard of Oz joke? Because I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Do you, ha do you have a Wizard of Oz joke? I have a Wizard of Oz joke? joke. This is my original Wizard of Oz joke. All right. Um, so if I say I don't want to hear it, you're going to tell it to me anyway? You know, they basically talk about... Exactly. They, they talk about the uh, the utopia that is Oz. Oz, yes. You know, and then um, and then you go there and... And at it, the end, it's just a banker pulling strings. And it couldn't help me but think, Lee, exactly what is the uh, the organ donation system in Oz. The organ donations. Well, I mean, you got the Tin Man that needs a heart. Okay. You got the Lion that needs some courage. You got the uh, Scarecrow that needs a brain. And yet, at the beginning of the movie, the Wicked Witch of the West dies. Do they harvest her body for organs? No, but they sure as hell steal the ruby red slippers, don't they? <laughs> See, there you go. There's the. There's the there it is. There's it's the bottom line. Not bad. You they know, missed the. They missed the point. Is it? Is it attached to your license? They went is for the money. It? They went for the money. I know. They went right, right for the ruby red slippers. Could have had the brain. Could have had the heart. Could... I don't, what about courage? I don't know, Lee. I don't know where you're going to find that exactly. Yeah. So maybe there was a movie there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lee, uh, you, you talked about this. It was something you wanted to touch on. Uh, an update from the NRPS about that fatal shooting on Clifton Hill. And, and an arrest was made. Yeah. Re remember that story. Actually, I, I thought I was looking at something new when I was reading this, and then I realized it was an update and, and, and one of a positive nature. 
As a result of the ongoing investigation, detectives with the homicide unit identified an individual who had involvement in this incident. You remember there was a shooting on, um, what was it? What was well, the here, we can go down because they always, you know, follow it up. Yeah, with, it was uh, way, it was, it was back in sort of a celebratory. Friday, April 8th. Friday, April 8th. There was something going on that weekend. It was a, it was a busy weekend. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, April 8th, Friday. Uh, at approximately 12.30 in the morning, Clifton Hill, near the Great Canadian Midway, near the top of the T there, near Ferry Street in the city of Niagara Falls. Two males were taken to hospital for treatment of their injuries and remain in hospital in stable condition. This was then. Uh, at this time, the vehicle of interest has not been located. Well, they did find th the guy, or a guy, uh, that they have. Yeah, so they, they made an arrest. And they, they, they have arrested was, in connection. If you see here, this. my apologies, this is update three. Update two that we just read was talking about the fact that the two males were in stable condition. The original story includes the fact that one was uh, uh, pronounced deceased on the scene. Yeah. Uh, 17. And, arrested, yeah. And, and the perpetrator, a 17-year-old male youth. 17, Kevin. Charged with attempted murder, aggravated assault, robbery, discharge of a firearm with intent. Reckless discharge of a firearm, possession of a firearm in a motor vehicle, possession of property obtained by crime. The male is currently being held in custody pending a bail hearing on Tuesday, July the 19th, which is, of course, a couple of days ago at uh, the courthouse downtown here in St. Catharines. 17 years old. There goes that life. <laughs> that's, that's one down the toilet. Although, you know, I mean... How do you like me now? A lot of the conversation in the comments, Lee, surrounds the um, Young Offenders Act and whether or not there is actually going to be any justice served for the, yeah. man, that, for the man that died. Or actually, we don't, I don't even know the age of the man that, that died. Maybe no. he was a young can we, can, youth can, himself. Can, can we go the way of the U.S.? And uh, I'm not sure sometimes uh, the lines between the United States and the Canadian justice system are blurred because we're so exposed to, to the U.S. style. Can, can we try a 17-year-old person as an adult in Canada? I don't, I don't see why we wouldn't have that, that possibility available. But, uh, you know, this is a bad kid. Bad, this is a bad man. And he's not going to be anything else but a bad man. And look what he does. Really? He's got stolen, uh, stolen stuff in his car. He's got a gun. He's got a gun in his car. He's got this in his car. He goes out in public and he shoots two people. One of them dies. Uh, like, and you see we gonna are we going to turn this psyche around? Like, are we going to turn this guy around? I don't think so. I'm sorry. I don't think so. As you see here, Lee, I mean, the comments from the uh, Niagara 411ers out there, I mean, really run the full gamut of everything that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, again, a kid with a gun with no respect for a human life. W2F, what's wrong with them? We don't, uh, we don't know what's wrong with them. Nature and nurture, I guess. Young Offenders Act strikes again. Kids know the rules. The act should not be not applicable when it gets to felonies. I agree, totally. Now please do the right thing and put this guy away. I don't care how old he is. He's old enough to know better. Well, he's old enough to know not to go into a public place uh, with a gun that he shouldn't be using in the first place and uh, kill one out of two people that he shot. No, it doesn't take much to know that this is not something you should be doing. 
An unnamed youth will be deemed that he's treatable and our legal system will have him back on the street in no time. David Booth, I hope you're wrong. I can see why you say it, but I hope you're wrong. This is what happens when bad guys get guns. Now, if he was a good guy with a gun, everything would be okay. <laughs> I think that was kind of a tongue-in-cheek uh, statement because a lot of good guys don't have have guns. Or at least they don't have guns on pub in public at Playland on uh, Clifton Hill. Wait, you have to be older than that to obtain a firearm license in Canada, another illegal one. Big surprise. Well, yeah, there you run into... Um, you know, only only illegal guys get legal guns. Only legal gun, like shh. guns don't kill people. People kill people. You know that that whole thing. And uh, boy, the, I, I've always loved that one. Yeah, let me uh, let me transition here. I'll let you read this post from uh, Justin Preston, who's our next guest. There we go. Justin's coming on. Visit Niagara 411 at 1 p.m. today as I'll be sharing about Rise Against Bullying Showcase vendors and live entertainment live interview with our friend Justin Preston coming up uh, now is he with us Justin Hello. Justin my friend how are you pal how's it going it's very well long time no see because last time I was on Niagara 411 if you remember I was in a basement at a bingo hall you were um, yes. letters by Justin well I had to go up and call the rest of the session so I'm so excited to be back today. It's a huge honor, and thank you, Niagara 411, especially this live stream that's weekly that just broadcasts so many positive and stories throughout our community. Well, thank you for that, and it's awesome to have you. You're also uh, one of the positive influences. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I remember that scene that looked like you were surrounded by dripping water pipes and somewhere in some somewhere in the underground inner sanctum of New York City somewhere. It was right, exactly, and that was the total backdrop. So this time I have my actual setup, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's a different scene today. Yeah, it's great. So, Justin, what's going on? Bring us up to date. So on August 6th in Niagara Falls at Taps Brew House, I have decided to do a free show for the community with live entertainment, drag show, uh, drag queens, drag kings, speakers, and comedians as well. I came up with this idea because when I was in high school, obviously with doing Rise Against Bullying, I was bullied so much in school that I never had that confidence to go on the stage and do the talent shows and kind of showed the school what I had to offer. Right. So now with that, I've been collecting and collaborating with so many amazing people within the Niagara region. And my goal is to shine light on our local artists, our local vendors, um, our local drag queens and entertainers and performers and giving them a platform to be able to go on stage and do something they thought they never could. So on August 6th at Taps Brewhouse, we're hosting a free event for the community. It's going to be from 12 to 6 o'clock. We have Barney coming all the way from Hamilton, and we have Fluffy the Clown as well. Um, okay. I'm really excited, and it's just trying to make it an all-ages, kid-friendly free event. That's and awesome. With, and with the pandemic, too, I understand that a lot of small businesses have really struggled. So I've been really trying to shine some light on small businesses and of course, Taps Brew House, which has opened us with open arms, um, especially with being a little bit of different and adding everything all into one. Right. They were so cool with uh, lending us the stage to be able to do what we all do. And I'm just, I'm just honestly so excited for this event. So to have an opportunity to speak today to 
to share with others what's going on. Um, it's a huge highlight because that's great. Now, like, because I mean, a Taps Brew Pub. It's a pretty traditional uh, brew pub entertainment place. I know a couple of uh, folks that uh, that entertain there with more traditional style uh, shows, etc. And uh, so this is something you put together that is, and you said totally free of charge. You can just drop by between noon and six. Right, and it will be it will be outdoors too, so it's open to the public uh, to be able to kind of look around with the vendors whether they want to support a small business. There's uh, so many amazing things with boutiques to Nell's Knits to Yarn uh, to Love Wax, Crazy Plant Ladies, uh, a glitter ink table, Stay Strong Collective, which is a nonprofit out in St. Catharines, which creates a wellness space for the 2S LGBTQQIA plus community. Wow, um, and the Mineral Garden, so. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Justin, back up here and help me. I think we know each other well enough by now that you can run through those letters for me again. I, I got up I got up as far as LGBTQ+, but you threw right. some other letters in there. Right, yeah. So I always say 2S for too spiritual. Oh, right. Uh, for the community. Okay. And All then right. LGBT. Uh-oh, we had a bit of a freeze. You'll come back. Darn, just, just when we were going to get to the... Uh... But, but I always try to make sure that I'm being inclusive with everyone, too. So with the 2S LGBT QQIA, it all stands for intersex, um, queer and questioning, um, and asexual. So now, just having that plus sign, so in a short form, it would be yeah. 2S LGBTQ. But I understand when you when you hear me, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, what is going <laughs> well, well, on, I, right? I, I'm here to help educate as well as uh, as well as well promote. So that that was the question I wanted to ask. Uh, and, and before we continue with the event, in all in all seriousness, can you, when, when you were um, younger, not that you're very old now, but through through your bad times of bullying and, and, and those kinds of things, that, that those traumatic things that you've been uh, through. Can you imagine having this kind of commercial, uh, a conversation, I should say, online with, with anybody in, in those times? Like, think about how far the society has come. Absolutely not, because I keep saying we're in 2022 and obviously we're having more of a conversation even talking about mental health, we hear more of the conversation with people embracing their stories, knowing it's okay not to feel okay, but also even just talking about the 2S LGBTQ plus community to, to be able to even say that on a platform like Niagara 411, knowing you guys are loving and accepting and with open arms. I honestly never thought I would see the day that I would even be able to have an opportunity um, to speak about an event just like this or my story from the past, uh, yeah. it, it's amazing. It, it shows that our world is slowly evolving and so with we have, education. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we have a long, we have a long, long way to go. These are just baby steps. But the fact that you and I, who obviously, to look at us, come from two very different life paths. We so do. <laughs> uh, uh, can have can have this conversation right. and and I, I I just think it's uh, wonderful so uh, and I just wanted to I just wanted to get there um, so we've got Taft's Brewhouse August the 6th noon to 6 it's an outdoor event 
Uh, you said it was all ages, family friendly, correct? Right, yes. Okay, anything else we need to know? Um, just if there's any other, I am looking for a few other small vendors, so just reach out to me. I would love to sh uh, sh showcase and shine some light on any other small businesses that want to be involved on August 6th, for sure. What, what, what is the requirement of somebody that wants to be a vendor? What do they need to do? So it's just a $50 vendor fee, and then there's just a small waiver, just making sure that um, they're protected and that the facility's protected and that there's no okay. debris and there are any tripping hazards and... We'll be all set for August 6th. Okay, so that's a week from this Saturday. Correct, yes. Okay. Uh, Justin, uh, always a pleasure. Love you. Have a, have a great event. And um, thanks for joining us again. You as well. Thank you for making a difference. I appreciate you so much. Okay, Thank man. You Take care. Such a Such a positive, uplifting young man. He makes me happy just talking to him. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, Lee? Uh, I, I feel the same way uh, about Justin. I love the people that are standing up and uh, putting a camera right on themselves and saying, "Yep, here I am. I'm a contributor to the community. Take you come me down as you to see me. you come down to the bingo, and I'm going to be the guy there because we're just living our lives, man. And, and mm -hmm. we're doing some great things. That's going to be a fun time at Taps. I uh, just wanted to say it would be two weeks from Saturday. I know the summer's moving along, but August sixth is going to be two weeks from this coming Saturday. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, th I think everybody was just agreeable. Right, yeah, week Saturday, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it's but week I don't Saturday, want anybody to think yeah. that the summer's well, going I'm away. Well, I'm always right. So yeah, well, the August long weekend is actually a week from now, so we just got a regular weekend coming okay. up, and then the uh, the right. August long weekend is on. Yeah, because now because I'm going to be I'm going to be traveling. Uh, let let's um, let's talk about that for a second. So this is the 21st of July, right? So I'm going to be away next week. And uh, we're going to have uh, St. Catherine's broadcaster. Maybe? Maybe. We're, okay, still, we're, not work, sure we're yet. still working out the details. We're not sure yet. There's, okay. a, there's a possibility we might be on hiatus next week. Oh. oh. So, so we, just can't, we just can't live without you. You Lee. just can't find somebody that wants to be me. We can't find anybody to fill those shoes, Lee. <laughs> very, very, very <laughs> to big To populate shoes. these sandals. Very big shoes. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you posted as to All what right. we're doing, but we might be off the air for a couple of weeks here in the summer. But you know what? You deserve time with your family. I deserve time you. with, with my family You as were well, over so. at uh, Bissell's this past weekend. Oh, fantastic time. Yeah, total glamping. Yeah. So we glamped at Bissell's, and, um, and Lee, you were looking at the third-place finisher of the Thursday night Name That Tune competition at Bissell's Hideaway Reserve. Wow, Thank how you. many people were competing, too? Uh, there were eight teams. <laughs> <laughs> there were eight. So okay. we, finished, we finished third out of eight. All right. But you were in the top. Say, you were in the top uh, forty percentile. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's about it. Third of eight. So you made it sound so glamorous. I know. I know. And, uh, Alex, I'm sorry I dialed it down a bit for our you. Our son uh, Alex had another hole in one on their mini puck course. Get out. Yeah, and we just had an absolute blast down at uh, Bissell's. But trust me, I understand anybody that does a lot of camping. We do not consider that real, you know, camping. Don't get on me for that. We understand that the roads are paved. And, and, you know, it, the, the pool is lined with and artificial in, grass. And you're in a vehicle. Yeah, and, and there's a restaurant there to, to order yeah. food from if you Hey, want. man, I'm a glamper. I, I don't... Uh, no. I, I have done camping. Not ever again. My, my worst camping experience uh, was um, the, the Motor Speedway in Eastern on uh, Ontario. We went to watch a... Um, an F2 or something like that race at, at uh, 
at uh, Motorsport. What, Motorsport? Motorsport. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. It was raining. It was, imagine last night in the mud. That's what it was like. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Yeah, we had one of those camping trips um, yeah. last summer. We coming, in, up, uh, uh, coming up in the program at 1.30 to play us off the stage is uh, Giancarlo and uh, the Scarphones. All right. Um, pretty cool band from, uh, from Niagara. Niagara Falls, I think. Giancarlo and Scarphones will be here, too, as we say, play us off the stage. Now, uh, before we go any further, I do want to, by all means, again, thank our sponsors, Gales Gas Bars for fueling this program as they have done to Niagara for the last over 50 years. I want to thank also Performance Heating and Air. Carlo and your gang, um, you're the best. Um, Performance uh, Heating and Air try to make sure that they save your family as much money as they can because they have families that live here too. Uh, and over the last number of, well, decades, Verge Insurance Group uh, Again, can't say enough about your support here on the program. We stream, uh, Kevin Jack, uh, Brandon Scram, um, partners in Canada's premier streaming company. And Kevin, um, how's, uh, how's WeStream doing? What's, uh, got an update for us for the summer? Uh, yeah, one thing we're going to be doing as we've done for a few years, and I mean, here we are talking a small little company in St. Catharines. Uh, once again, we're back with sporting competitions, and in early August, we'll be on the sandy beaches of um, Ashbridge's Bay in Toronto to be live streaming the Provincial Beach, Champion, uh, Beach Volleyball Championships for Ontario Volleyball Association. Cool. So we always love that date. So here you are, small little company in St. Catharines, and we are, uh, we are putting together the broadcast for Ontario Volleyball and the provincial championship and we've done national championships in the past as well so you know i think that our company our little company deserves a pat on the back but if you're Absolutely. looking for interesting things and then you know we kind of slow down in the summer lee because uh, we like to spend a little more time with our family and go camping so brandon right now uh the other half of we stream he's way up north the august long weekend i'll be out in prince edward county and we're going to all different reaches as as both of us love camping with our families nice nice uh, I myself am headed to um, California on next, well, the 26th. I'm not going to stay days now because I, I obviously screw up days. The 20, <laughs> next Tuesday, I think that is. Uh, the 26th, uh, of a beloved family member of mine passed away a couple of years ago, and we are now uh, finally able to get together to have a celebration of life for her. So we're going to be doing that in Ventura County. And, uh, on the coast of California, one of my favorite places. So uh, it's going to be nice. We fly into LA and then drive up the coast. We are going to do our very best to not have to check bags. Travel in this country, especially international travel, Kevin, is absolutely horrendous still. Pearson Airport is a nightmare. I told you my strategy, Lee, burn and return. Hit up your Walmart. They probably got a 7 to 14 day return policy. So buy everything when you land. And then yeah. the day before you leave, sorry, I didn't like any of it. Yeah. And, and, and I'm hoping it cools down because we're going to England at the end of August. So, you know, not to, you know, blow the horn, but it's just people have, not just us, people have plans that uh, sometimes the world gets in the way. And by all means, if you have plans yourselves, uh, that are watching the show. I hope they all go off smoothly and you're able to enjoy yourselves. This has been uh, Season 3, Episode 28 of uh, Niagara 411 Live 
with Lee Sterry. Uh, by the way, you can check out that name or Lee Winfield on Audible if you like audiobooks. I got about 30 titles up there you might want to listen to. So, Kevin, again, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to Fiddler's Poorhouse for being our hosts. And uh, I guess we say uh, see you next time. Cheers. Giancarlo in the start home. This job I'm working nine to five Just wanna take the boat and sail to the riverside I need to make it before the sun sets again It's like the hands have stopped No one saying that it would be such a crawl to the top I was fooled, it was cruel, I can cool it if I try Kids, we didn't have it hard Running and playing, hopping fences in the farmer's yard Up on that hill, we were emperors of Rome And now the years have passed And you said I'll always love you no matter your class Was it true what I do to deserve you in my life? Take the money, take the money To get away, I guarantee Sitting on beaches with detective folks will never read But traffic's heavy and there's another levy to change Can be so petty now I never fold my cards And you say it's on the count of my nature Hard every day, it's the same Wouldn't blame you if you tried Take the money, take the money